Well, good morning to all of you, and welcome to Epic. Glad that you are here. And I, I looked out between the services, and I see that uh, tropical storm. I'm not sure how to say it. Beryl, or Burl, not quite sure, but it looks like he's joined us for the Memorial Day weekend. So I hope uh, you had plans on inviting him over to your house. Uh, today, we're in week two of our Direction series And in this series, we are exploring some of the paths that we take in life, and we are exploring how to get from where we are to where we really want to be. So we said last week that in life, we're all on a path. We're all headed in a direction. We're all going somewhere. The reality is we're all on multiple paths at the same time. Each one of us are on a spiritual path that's probably why you're here today at some point. We're on an emotional path. We're on a relational path with other people. We're on a vocational path. There are many paths that we travel in life all at the same time. On some of the paths that we are on, we're headed in a really good direction. And on some of the paths that we're on, we're headed in some not so good directions. Now this whole series that we're doing is based on this premise Direction always determines destination. So direction always determines destination. The direction that we travel will always determine the place that we end up at. And we get that when we're driving. We understand to get to St. Augustine, you can't drive south, right? We have to drive north to get to St. Augustine. So we understand when we're driving, you know, if if something's north of us, you have to drive in that direction to get there. All things, you know, north are north, all things south are south, and east are east, west are west. So we understand that when we're driving around, that if you want to end up at that place, you have to drive in that direction. But in our lives, we don't always see how that principle applies to our personal lives. And often there is a big disconnect between that principle and how we navigate our personal lives. Last week, we explored our theme verse for this series found in Proverbs 22.3. And I would like us to read this out loud together. So here we go. A prudent person foresees danger and takes precautions. The simpleton goes blindly on and suffers the consequences. All right, so we said last week that we don't use that word prudent a whole lot in our culture, and if you take that out, you can put wise in there. So in life, there are wise people and there are simple people. Wise people are always on the lookout for things on the path that they're on that may be dangerous. So when a wise person looks down a path that they're on, they see danger, they either take precaution or they go down another path. And that passage says that simple people pay no attention to the danger that's ahead. They just walk down paths, and that verse says they suffer consequences for that. And through this series, we all want to become wiser people. I think that's why we gather on Sunday morning. We want to learn how to navigate all the paths there are out there in life. And we understand that we don't see all the paths from God's perspective. And we want to tap into God and his perspective. We want to learn from him to become wiser. Because the reality is that we all know is life is hard enough, right? We don't need any additional pain added to our lives just because we chose to walk down a path that we shouldn't walk down. 
Now, today we're going to take the truth that we're exploring. Direction always determines destination, and we are going to add to it just a little bit. Because there is something that significantly affects the direction that we travel, and that thing is attention. Attention determines direction. So what we pay attention to, the stuff that captures our attention will determine the direction that we head in life. And on every path that we travel, there is something that has captured our attention to get us on that path. Here's an example of someone's attention being captured. So obviously, mowing the yard had not captured that guy's attention. Football had. Now, here's one for those who may have small kids. So nothing can capture our attention quite like a kid in the back seat of your car screaming like that. So if that's happening, uh, it, you know, parents, you know, we'll go to great lengths to get that kid quiet. We'll drive anywhere to get that kid to be quiet. That becomes our primary purpose in life. Attention determines direction. Now, in life, we've all been captured by things. Some of the things that have captured our attention are good things, and they draw us closer to God. And some of the things that have captured our attention are bad things, and they draw us away from God. When it comes to the not-so-good things, there are people that we all could say, I wish I never would have met that person. There are things we wish we never would have done. Jobs we wish we never would have taken. Places we wish we never would have gone. Habits we wish we never would have started. Things we wish we never would have said. And if we could rewind our lives, we would all rewind back to that moment and say, you know, with the wisdom we have now, hey, I don't want to go down that road. I understand that road has some pain on it. I, I want to go down another road. And I don't know if this happens in your world, but sometimes in my life, I feel like I'm the only one that's walked down that path. There are moments that I'm on a path that I, I knew I probably shouldn't have been on, and I've ended up at a bad destination. I'm like, man, I'm the only one that has made this lousy choice. But the reality is in life, there are many, many people that have walked down a path, away from a good path to a bad path. In fact, the Bible is full of people like that full of people that have walked away from a good path onto a bad path, full of people that would look back on their lives and say, you know what, I wish I could rewind my life. I wish I could go back and then walk down a, a new path. Cain allowed his attention to be captured by jealousy and ended up killing his brother over it. The first murder. Abraham's attention was captured by his own plans to fulfill God's promise. God wasn't fast enough in fulfilling the promise he had given Abraham. So Abraham came up with his own plan. And he created an international tension that we still see today. Jacob wanted his brother's position in the family so much that he allowed his attention to be captured by deception at all costs to get what he wanted. King Saul allowed his attention to be captured by a desire for power and position, so much so that the Bible says the Spirit of God left him, walked away from him, because his attention was captured by something other than God. King David allowed his attention to be captured by lust and later tried to hide something that he did based upon being tempted with lust, with murder murdered someone, trying to cover that up. 
Bible's full of examples of people that have walked away from some good paths with God, down some bad paths away from him. And as I considered the stories in the Bible that we could look at today, there was one story that just kept coming back to my mind. And it was the first moment that we humans ever were tempted to walk away from God, that anything else ever captured our attention and drew us away from a relationship with God. See if this true story doesn't sound familiar to you. So Adam and Eve, first humans, started on a good path with God. God spent regular time with them to teach them how to live in this perfect world that he had created. And then they were tempted off of that good path with God. They were tempted to walk a path away from God. I think that video does a great job of capturing the subtle temptation that comes against each one of us. The Bible teaches that Satan was created as the angel of light. His name was Lucifer. And he didn't like the position that he had. He didn't like the spot and the power that he'd been given in all the universe. And so he chose to walk off of God's path. And the Bible teaches that he actually turned to all the angels of heaven and tempted them to follow him as well. And the Bible says that a third of the angels of heaven followed him off of God's path, off of God's design for them. We don't know how many angels there are. The Bible doesn't tell us, but it does make reference, and there are millions of angels. If you think a third of the angels of heaven walk away from God because they were tempted by Satan. And Satan then turns to each one of us and he tempts us off of the good paths that we're on. He tempts us onto some bad paths away from God. He dangles something shiny over here, puts something tempting over there. Nothing blatant at first, just something small that that calls for a slight change in direction of your life. He even encourages us by whispering, not everyone can handle this, but you can. You deserve this. After all that you've done or after all that you've been through, you deserve this. Or this will make you look smarter. Or this might make you wealthy, might make you cool, might make you popular at school, might help you cope with your pain in life. Whatever you need to hear, Satan will whisper that in your ear. Because he does not want you on a path with God. So he studies us. He studies each one of us to find the one or two areas of our lives that he can tempt us away from God with. Proverbs 14, 12 says, there's a path before each person that seems right. So there are paths that we stand on and we look down this path and we say, this is a good path. This is a right path. And from God's perspective, he says, but that path ends in death. And Satan will do anything to get us on a path that leads to death. Grab your Bibles, turn over to Proverbs 4 for a moment. Proverbs chapter 4, if you're using our paperback Bibles, it's found on page 483. We're going to start in verse 20. So God knows Satan's strategy. 
He's watched Satan on the path that he's, he's been on. He's watched him pull many people off of a good path onto a bad path. And so God knows what Satan is doing. He knows his strategy against each one of us every day. And God says in Proverbs 4, verse 20, my child, pay attention to what I say. Listen carefully to my words. There's an urgency in God's words. Verse 21, don't lose sight of them. Let them penetrate deep into your heart for they bring life to those who find them and healing for their whole body. Guard your heart above all else for it determines the course of your life. So what captures our hearts, what captures our attention determines the direction that we travel. Verse 25, Look straight ahead. Fix your eyes on what lies before you. I have that verse typed out on the dashboard of my car when my oldest daughter's driving. (laughs) Look straight ahead. Verse 26. Mark out a straight path for your feet. Stay on the safe path. Don't get sidetracked. Keep your feet from following evil. The interesting thing about the, the stuff that's out there that tempts us away from God is usually it's not right in front of us. Usually it's off to the side somewhere, maybe over here, maybe over there, and it tempts us away from God. Where our attention goes, we go. Now I'm going to add one more element to the principle that we're looking at today, and it's this. Attention not intention, determines direction. Attention, not intention, determines direction. Here's what many of us do in life. We turn down a path leading to a bad place, and we hope that one day it'll get us to a good place. And we hope that our good intentions will arrive us at a place that we really want to be at, even though we know in that moment we're on a path that's headed in a bad direction. We bank on our intentions all the time. We do that financially, spiritually, relationally, emotionally. You know, financially, some people say, you know, I intend on saving money for the future, but right now I either can't figure out how to do that or I don't want to do that. So I hope that 20 or 30 or 40 years from now, I'll end up at a good place financially. Maybe I'll get a big inheritance or I'll win the lottery and go bankrupt like all the other lottery winners. Relationally, we say, I know I probably shouldn't be in this relationship, but he's so cute. And, you know, she's so attractive. And I'm so lonely. God, I'm going to walk down this path with this person that I probably shouldn't be with. And I hope that one day we'll end up at a good place, that I, I hope that my good intentions will change them We'll change him, we'll change her, and we'll end up at a place we really want to be at. And sometimes we say to God, God, I know I'm not on a good path right now, but would you please bless me? Would you bless my life, please? You know I'm a good person, I've got really good intentions in my life, and one day I'll stay on your path, but for right now, will you please bless the wrong path I'm on? Will you please bless the wrong decision? that I've made or I'm making. We focus way too much on our intentions and not enough on our attention. 
You know, we look at other people and we judge them based upon what they're doing, the direction they're headed in life. We judge them based upon those things. And then we ask others to please judge us based upon our good intentions. Don't judge me by the path that I'm on. Judge me by the intentions I have in my heart to be on a good path one day. What we give our attention to, not the intentions we have, determine the direction we travel, and ultimately that direction determines where we end up. Now, so far, we've looked at examples of bad things that can capture our attention and pull us away from God. But there are many, many good things that can capture our attention and pull us closer to God. Here's just a few of the things in my life, the good things that have captured my attention. When I was in elementary school, I was captured by the truth that Jesus died so I can live. As a, as a young elementary school boy, that captured my attention. And I it was kind of dumbfounded by that as my mom explained that Jesus died so I can live. Like, r- really? So I don't have to die because Jesus died for me. And, and what it means to enter a personal relationship with him is I believe that Jesus did that. And then I follow him all of my days. My mom said, yeah. She read some Bible verses to me. And I'm like, man, that sounds like a good deal. Never heard of a deal like that. That sounds like a good deal. So at a young age, I put my faith and trust in Jesus as my Lord and Savior, and I started walking down a path with him, a path that's led to where I am today. I'm so glad that that captured my attention, that reality that Jesus captured my attention. And that's my hope for all of us, that at some point in our lives, we'll be captured by the reality of Jesus' love for us. Here's another thing that captured my attention. In 1990, I met a beautiful woman while in college. And her name was Tammy Carr, and she had this long brown hair and this beautiful smile and just this just amazing woman. And when we met, I'll never forget, we met in the courtyard of the school that we were at in Virginia. When we met, she captured my attention. So I was headed in one direction in life, and when we met, I went, and I turned, and I went a whole new direction because my attention was captured by this woman. She captured my attention so much that there are now people alive in this world. So if you didn't catch that, we got married and we have kids. I am so glad that God used Tammy to capture my attention. God has used her to help me on my journey to become the man that God is wanting me to become. I'm so thankful for her, the gift of Tammy in my life. In 1996, we started attending a church that was very interested in creating a church that unchurched people would be drawn to. And that captured my attention. I mean, it captured my attention to my core. Much of what we do here at Epic is because our attention is focused on creating a church for people who don't do church. Now, that's obviously a little bit of play on words because here we are on Sunday morning gathered together and, you know, it looks like, you know, a church event, what we're doing. But we are more interested in being the church, learning how to do that for each other than just coming and doing church. I want Epic to be a place where people can come as they are and grow to be who God wants them to be. I want us to be a place that's more interested in where we're going than where we've been because we've all been down some bad paths. But if you want to come and walk on a path towards God, I want you to come. 
come be a part of what God is doing here. I want Epic to be a place where people can meet Jesus personally and open the door of their heart to him and walk down a new path with him that will change their eternal vacation destination. Now in closing, what has captured your attention? Is it a good thing or is it a bad thing? Is it leading to a good place or is it leading to a bad place? The destination that you end up at is determined by the direction you travel. And the direction you travel is determined by what has captured your attention. So what has captured your attention? Next week, we are going to explore one of the most encouraging things that I've ever read in the Bible when it comes to some of the wrong paths that we have taken in life. So I encourage you to come back next week and hear that message. I also encourage you to follow along with our Bible reading plan that we're doing right now. We're reading the book of Proverbs, what's known in the Bible as a book of wisdom. So I encourage you to follow along with that. You can go to our website, theepicchurch.com, and look under our resources tab, and down there uh, you'll see today's date and the title of today's message, and you'll be able to follow along with our Bible reading plan as well. Thanks for being here today. Hope you have a great memorial weekend. And uh, would you just pray with me? Lord, we've all been like Adam and Eve. Lord, as we watch that story, we can find ourselves in it quickly. Lord, that each one of us have walked away from you. That each one of us have walked down a path that we thought would lead to a good place. Each one of us have been tempted by Satan to step off of a good path with you and onto a bad path that leads to a destination that we really don't want to be at. God, I thank you for sending Jesus to walk down that path after us and to die so we can live. Lord, I pray that you would speak to all of us throughout this week as, Lord, I pray that the message here and the, the core thought of what we're looking at would echo in our minds. What's captured our attention? Because where our attention goes, we go. So Lord, I pray that we would be captured by you and you alone. Guide us in this journey, we pray. In Jesus' name, amen. And uh, if I haven't had the opportunity to meet you yet, my name is Cody Anderson, and along with my wife, we lead up Surge Youth Ministry here at Epic Church, which is middle and high school uh, ministry that we have. And uh, we are actually having an event this Saturday, which is June 2nd, and um, it's going to be down at uh, 6th Street South down in Flagler Beach. It's going to be a beach event, volleyball, food. And if you are in the 6th through 12th grade, you are welcome to come. If you have students or uh, if you have children that are in those grades, you can invite them. You can invite their friends. Or if you just see some kids wandering down the street that may be in those grades, throw them one of the flyers that are on your seat. Uh, we have them all laid out throughout the seats there. And uh, I'll be handing them out, uh, out in the lobby also. Um, so everybody have a safe and uh, very happy Memorial Day. And on your way out, just talk to somebody that you don't know or don't know well and have a great week.